Hello and welcome to another episode of the Everyday Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Green. This is a podcast where we remind ourselves that God deserves every praise from every preacher every day. This is a Scattered Abroad Network podcast. Certainly go over to scatteredabroad.org and check out all the podcasts that we have available at SAN. You can also look up our master feed, which will uh, be the easiest way for you to get all the episodes that we have to offer at the Scattered Abroad Network. Just search in your app or in Spotify. Uh, etc. Just search Scattered Abroad Network Master Feed. This week on the Everyday Christian Podcast, we are continuing our discussion on pornography with Joey Davis. Let's have a listen. Uh, I like Psalm 51, the whole chapter really, but verse 10, after David's sin with Bathsheba and hit the demonstration of his penitent heart, he, he says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. So I think of a person who maybe has been involved with pornography, and they've come to the point of penitence. They realize the wrongness of it. <clears throat> There's two things they need there. One, they need a, a clean heart, and they need a steadfast spirit to maintain that clean heart. Right. In fact, David is saying, you know, help me get back to where I'm supposed to be and help me stay there. And if you don't have both of those desires, then you're just going to get into a loop of right. repetitive behavior. Continuous cycle. Right. Yeah. Uh, Psalm 119, verse 11, your word of hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. you know, you've, you've got a void in your heart when you go looking for those kinds of things. So fill that void and give it purpose. Right. So there's no room for the pornography. Psalm 119, 133, direct my steps by your word and let no iniquity have dominion over me. Right? Mm -hmm. Again, principally speaking, another great passage to talk about how to break and avoid addiction. Right. Yep. Um, You know, I love the the story of uh, the the narrative or account of Joseph in Potiphar's house. Mm -hmm. And that, that is a great passage to go to and to study to see how Joseph dealt with maybe not pornography, but a situation that has the same effects. You right. know, here's an evidently attractive woman who is looking for him, right. right, and finding him where he's at and enticing him. And in Genesis chapter 39 and verse 12, when, when Joseph was faced with that situation, he ran from it. Right. You know, uh, preached a sermon, run, Joseph, run. Right? <laughs> right. Because that's what we need it's to do. We, if we try to man up to temptations like pornography and say, you know, I can get close to it, but I can maintain my strength and integrity you're fooling yourself. You, right. you better turn around and run. You're right. Um, and what I find interesting about that account with Joseph, you look a little further up, it says that uh, she came to him day by day. Yeah. This was not right. one temptation. This right. was over and over again right. trying to butter him up and uh, and, and tempt him. And uh, just being real as a man, yeah. that would be tempting. That would be difficult for any man that is you know, normally... Uh, has has a normal response there, um, but Joseph made his mind up. He said, "I'm not 
partaking in that. And when she came for the actual moment of, hey, let's do this, he took off and, and fled. He ran away. Right. That's exactly how we have to prepare for those sorts of temptations. Yeah, you know, God made men in a way to where they're attracted to the mate that he created for them. And right. that in unmarried years has to be experienced with great restraint, you right. know, uh, filtered through godliness and spirituality because those desires are intended by God to be fulfilled in the marriage context. Right, Hebrews 13, verse 4. Right. So, you know, jo Joseph was, I mean, he was human. He was a man. You know, he had desires that could be exploited to be fulfilled in a context that wasn't God approved. Right. Absolutely. And uh, I, I tell people when I'm talking about marriage and marital intimacy, it is a good thing. And uh, the feelings and the thoughts that a man and a woman have in a sexual manner, they are good right. in marriage. But the moment you take them outside of marriage, it's a problem. Right. You know, in, in doing premarital counseling for young couples, uh, there's usually, uh, not just, you know, in my work, but uh, others who do uh, provide that kind of service to to young Christian couples that are getting married. Uh, there are typically lessons on you know, marital intimacy, but those are like the last lessons that you cover, and right. usually maybe a week before the actual marriage, you know, right. because you don't want to create uh, any situations or, or to to arouse any interest in a in a way that would not be fitting for the context. Sure. Well, uh, I, I think of Song of Solomon, and I can't remember the exact verse, and I'm just paraphrasing, but it's the idea of you're not to awaken love uh, until the, the right time. Right. And that's the principle that, uh, unfortunately, uh, just being honest, a lot of young people, they they go wrong on that. They, they awaken that uh, erotic type of love too soon right. before so they're married. If you think about an 11-year-old that's being exposed to mm -hmm. it on the Internet, okay, you've awakened interest and passions, mm -hmm. you know, that now, what what's that going to look like from the age of 11 till, you know, say 20 years old yeah. when it's time to get married? And what is going to be the impact of that period of time of fulfilling those interests outside of the marriage context Right. When you actually come into to marriage. Right. I mean, it's just horrible to think about. It causes mental health problems. Yeah. It causes uh, all kinds of problems. Health problems. I mean, it's it's uh, very, very bad. Yeah. You had uh, one more in Hebrews? I did. I, you know, again, I, th this is, in a sense, this is Bible abuse, you know, to just <laughs> lift things out of their context. But principally speaking, just the principle that we learned from the passage... I was thinking about Moses in Hebrews chapter 11, verses 24 through 26, uh, where the Bible says, By faith Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt, for he looked for uh, the reward. So the Hebrews writer is pointing out the passing pleasures of sin are not worth sacrificing the ultimate and eternal 
reward. And so many people today, you know, and this is not specifically about preachers, but so many preachers even have sacrificed everything for the passing pleasures of sin as it relates to pornography. Yeah, or uh, extramarital right. um, endeavors. and Well, even those situations where their adultery is committed, I wonder how many of them actually began with the subject that we're talking about. Absolutely. It's a, it's a gateway drug to other That's right. things. Yeah. Uh, I found a couple in, in James. Uh, James 1 verse 21 says, Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness. Well, I can't think of anything better right. uh, to describe that than pornography. And receive with meekness the implanted word. Talking about hiding the word in our heart. Uh, which is able to save your souls. Then you back up in chapter 1 of James, and you go to verses 13 through 16. It says, Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. And then when desire has conceived, it, brings, it gives birth uh, to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. So do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. We don't need to be deceived by the enticing nature of, of sin. Uh, there is such a thing as temptation, and then there, there is such a thing as sin. And the temptation is when we're drawn away by our lust and enticed, and if we give in, then it leads to sin. Can you speak just to a, just for a moment, can you speak to the fact that, hey, these temptations are out there, and young men and, and young ladies and you know, various ages, the temptations are out there. It's not a sin to be tempted, but when you grasp it, when you, you fall for it and its enticements, it becomes sin. Can you speak to that for a moment? Sure. I, you know, I think Matthew chapter 4 and Luke chapter 4 were the temptation of Christ. The, right. The, the very fact that uh, Jesus was tempted, and which he was at all points like we are, yet without sin. So right. temptation in and of itself is not, a sin. Temptation is really the exploitation of our desires and interests to try to get us to fulfill them in a a way that dishonors God. Right. Right. So it's not it's not a sin to be tempted, but <clears throat> the tempter knows and searches for the right desires to exploit. Right. If you've done any fishing at all, you know not every lure works on every given occasion. Right. And you have to, you know, do some exploring and experimenting to try to find the right bait or the right lure for that given moment. Right. So Satan tried to do that with Jesus, and he definitely does it with us. And right. What you know, we talked about the difference between men and women as far mm -hmm. as addictions and things of that nature and what appeals to one may not appeal to the other. Well, Satan knows that. He he knows what desires. If you if you look back at James chapter one, verse fourteen in particular, but each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires. And enticed. Now, that's the very thing we're talking about. Several things take place here. We're drawn away. You know, anybody that gets sucked in to pornography or goes looking for pornography, 
you didn't get there in pursuit of God, right? You didn't get there by trying to draw near to God. You were drawn away from the safety of God to get to that place. And so when Satan draws us away, he uses our desires, our interest, our lust to pull us away, and then he entices us. And that's the point where, you know, we we go wrong and we, we sin. Right. Yeah, the same principle, you know, if somebody struggles with alcohol, uh, he's going to use those, he's going to dangle that before you, yeah. to tempt you. Well, same thing with this, with, right. with these sorts of lust or any type of, of sinful uh, temptation. With your uh, illustration earlier about typing a web address, you know, mm-hmm. in your right. internet browser incorrectly, okay, well, boom, it, it pops up. Right. Well, that's not, you didn't commit a sin. You didn't right. say, oh, I've got to go repent because I typed a wrong <laughs> web address in. Right. But what do you do at that moment? You know what? How do you deal with that situation? Is is it an enticement, mm-hmm. and do you fulfill it? Right. You know that's that's the the breaking point. And I think we get in the middle of temptation and sin with lingering there and yeah. and continuing to dwell on it. That's where you mess up because if you're dwelling on those temptations, uh, you're asking for trouble. Right. Right. So. Um, I have one more. Uh, Colossians 3, verses 5 through 6 says, Therefore put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire. These all go hand in hand. Yeah. Uh, and covetousness. By the way, the Bible does teach it's wrong to covet another man's wife. Okay, So that even is a principle here, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience. Right. So we've we've got to be on the lookout. You know, when you mentioned that, it made me think of another passage, First Peter chapter 4 and verse 3, where Peter said, writing to Christians, we've spent enough of our past of our past lifetime in doing the will of the Gentiles when we walked in lewdness, lust, drunkenness, revelries, drinking parties, and abominable idolatries. Mm-hmm. Now, we've spent enough of our time as non-Christians doing those kinds of things. Right. Now as Christians, you know, we're moving in a completely different direction. Right. Than that. We're supposed to be a, a new creation. Right. And we know that there's a starting point there, and we know that there's room for growth, but, but we should be every day, as everyday Christians, we should be striving for that growth and improving and, and sinning less and less. You could study First John. Yeah, we're gonna, we realize we're going to sin. When we sin, we, we can appreciate the fact that we have an advocate with the Father, uh, but we also have to be willing to uh, confess those sins. Right. And, Continue to walk in the light and repent of those sins, and um, certainly there's a growth process there. But we don't need to go looking for those sins, and we don't need to dwell on them, and, no. and we need to do everything in our power to flee from them, as we've been talking about. Uh, I, I got another question for you, Joey. Is pornography just a male problem? Uh, absolutely not. Um, statistically, uh, what? What I see is one third of pornography viewers are women. Wow. So it's, you know, definitely tends to be an issue that men deal with more. But I mean, a third, a third of women uh, are dealing with this. So basically all of us are susceptible to temptation. Sure. Some more than others. And a lot of that has to do with how we condition our minds, you know, and our interests. Right. You know, back to, to James Chapter 1, 
the the desires and interests that we have are, are different, right? And so we have a lot of control over that, how we condition our mind. You know, what mm-hmm. you know, if you watch a lot of television programs, you listen to a lot of music that talks about, you know, objectifying the human body and men or, or women, and that's that's the funnel or the filter of your mind's conditioning, then when you're exposed to those kinds of things, that may very well be a, a desire that's more susceptible to exploitation by Satan. Absolutely, because you, you become desensitized yeah. to it. Um, you know, men, I think generally we all agree. I know you've got the oddball out there that disagrees on this, but most people realize men tend to be more visual and so there is going to be a more naturally susceptibility there for men, but women definitely can get involved in this and, and find this to be a, a struggle too. Right. Um, and it's increasing in the female population. One thing that I found, this was from a scientific uh, peer-reviewed journal in uh, January 2020. This study was called Pornography Consumption, Modality, and Function in a large internet sample. It said in a typical month, statistics show that 91.5% of men, 91, that's 9 out of 10, Yeah. 91.5% of men, and how about this, this is kind of shocking, 60.2% of women. Yeah. So not as high, but still a large, yeah. over half. Uh, in a typical month, they used pornography within that study uh, in that last month. These numbers are staggering. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, some people refer to pornography as the new drug. Yeah. And we've been, you know, previous weeks we've talked about drugs, alcohol. Well, this is the new drug. This is what a lot of people are struggling with, uh, and it works very much in the same way that drug addictions work. Um, you receive uh, this pornographic stimulus. You you, you watch it, whatever, and, and there's uh, dopamine released in the brain, right. and, and it takes more and more concentrations of that dopamine to get the same effect, and so people get drawn in and. They use increasingly more and more perverted forms of it. I mean, you could talk about a scale of, well, this is pornography and it's sinful, but it's a, it's the normal act. And then you've got, well, this is a little bit more deviant. And then right. this is a little bit more deviant than that. And this is a little bit more deviant than that. And this is just out, outright atrociously deviant and, and uh, actually illegal and gets people in trouble there. So you've got a scale, if you will, of it's all horrible and sinful but it, it gets more and more perverted and, and it, it lends itself to seeking out more and more perverted forms of it. Right. You know, what I, what people don't realize, you know, and I'm not a medical doctor, but I, I have read a, a lot of books on on these these things and have learned some things from, from other people who, who are smart in these areas. The way our body works and the, the way that it releases chemicals that stimulate us and prepare us for an activity, you know, is, is amazing. If, you know, you think about a boxer that steps into a boxing ring, okay, his body begins to adjust and prepare mm-hmm. for that with all the chemicals being released, the preparation that's being made. You know, a preacher getting into the pulpit to preach experiences mm-hmm. the same thing. There's, there's a physiological change right. that takes place when you step into that environment because you've conditioned your body to react that way. 
But if I or you or whoever is constantly filling our minds and our eyes with pornographic material, what we don't realize is we're conditioning our body to respond to that imagery or, or whatever it is. Right. And now to try to break that, you're trying to break your body from doing something you've conditioned it to do. And rewiring of the brain. Yeah, yeah. It's, yep. you know, video, I've, I've read several books on the way our technology and video games and things of that nature affect our brain. And, you know, scientists can literally watch the structure change of the brain because of those things. Pornography is no different. You, you create a pornography-associated brain if you will by mm-hmm. by your use of it right it's, it's just it's just horrible and you need more and more uh to get the same effect yeah. more and more exactly. uh, in quantity and also more and more deviation like right. we talked about because right. your body likes or enjoys that release yep. of chemical response right yeah. and uh, if you don't get enough then you right. gotta get more to get right. the same effect so uh but back to what we were talking about Pornography is not just a male problem. Um, females are affected by it too. Uh, men do probably struggle a little bit more, and, and we've shown some stati- statistics that show that. But here's the other thing: what about the people who are caught up in that yeah. that uh, industry, and all the women who are violated and uh, taken advantage of, and men too that are taken advantage of in this horrible, horrible system, and, and even children. Yeah. And it's just it's horrible. It's a evil, evil, evil. Uh, just an evil empire, if you will, of of people that are involved in this and making a whole lot of money on it. Right. But it's it's purely horrible wickedness. So, who all is hurt by the use of pornography? Well, we've just kind of mentioned some of it, but we can re- kind of reiterate that. Yeah. So the individual, obviously, obviously you may yeah. not realize it, but you're hurting yourself individually. Absolutely. Uh, if you're a husband, your husband role is affected by it. If you're a wife, your wife. Because the use of pornography is going to affect your relationship with your marriage partner, mm-hmm. right? Uh, families are affected. Children are affected. Uh, employers are affected. You know, I've worked before becoming a preacher. I worked in uh, the corporate world and not in IT, the IT arena. You know, and there were times where, you know, we had to focus energy and attention on the misuse of work technology for these purposes. Right. Right. And that, that just grows worse and worse. Right. As time goes on, uh, society is affected and the church is affected. You know, if, if, if this is a problem that a person is struggling with, say a member of the church, a deacon, an elder preacher, you know, you, it's not just you, you know, it's going to affect God's people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, you know, it just is. Yeah. Uh, there, I looked up some statistics uh, on, uh, this is a product put out by the National Coalition for the Protection of Children and Families. And it said, uh, they said 47% of U.S. families reported pornography as a problem in their home. Now that's reported. Right. I mean, don't miss that detail. That's, that's a big one. That's not saying 47% of U.S. families are it, it is a problem. That's reported. Right. So it's it, much higher than that, I'm sure. It, exactly. 
Uh, 68% of divorce cases involve one party meeting a new love interest over the internet, right? Which, in those situations, that may very well have began with an interest in pornography. And there are, just a side note, but there are even despicable websites that are designed for that purpose of right. finding an affair partner. Right. There was one a, a number of years ago that uh, somebody had hacked and got the membership list actually published that right uh 58% of divorce is internet pornography related so if if you say 50% of marriages end in divorce well 50 of the 50% of the ones that end in divorce got there because of internet pornography so it the point is it is not an isolated individual sin it is a sin that that affects everybody, and in that sense, it's a landmine. You know, it gets you and everybody in your sphere of influence. Absolutely. Here's one other one I thought of that you know people that are affected by this schools even uh, are affected by it. You know, uh, they're having to put the devices on lockdown at school because of this. Um, you know, you, you ever seen that that uh, article or meme or idea of? You know, in the 1940s and 50s, here, here were the main problems at school. Chewing bubblegum, I'm talking back to the teacher, that sort of thing. And now it's uh, violence in the schools and using curse words to the teacher, not just talking back. And uh, pornography, right. That's that can be included in the list now. Kids are watching it in the bathroom or, right. I don't know, maybe even in the classroom. It's just so many different aspects of society and, and families and the church are, are hurt by this. Well, and... You know, you see more and more reports of a teacher having an affair with a student yeah. or something. You know, a dis- disproportionately aged relationships. Right. And you think, how how did that ever come to be? Well, mm-hmm. surely in many of those cases at least, it began, you know, with the exploitation of a mind through pornography uh, because a lot of that is, you know, focused toward children, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, child pornography. And so it's, it's just such a depraved uh, sin and just messes, messes with your mind to the point that you would do things like that that right. you never would have dreamed. Well, that goes back into the increasing deviant na- right. nature of it. And even there have even been serial killers that have come out and said, well, it was the pornography right. that got me where I was. It's just, just horrible. Yeah. Um, one last thing we want to talk about, uh, we're almost out of time, but if someone is struggling with this, what can they do uh, if they're struggling with it? Well, I, I like mnemonic devices to try to help you know, in the heat of a moment, you know, if you're struggling with an addiction or, or if there's some kind of habit you're trying to break or something, something that you can easily remember uh, to work through, you know, to, ch- to change the outcome of a situation. And I like the word SAFE, S-A-F-E, as a good ac- acronym that could be applied to both things we've talked about recently, the pornography and then any other addictions. And so in my breakdown of that word, this is kind of the way I see this process. The S stands for stay away, right? You remove and eliminate any opportunity 
uh, for the exploitation of, you know, your desire, you know, desire maybe that you develop, but you're trying to break it. Okay, so what do you do? Stay away. You know, a, a recovering alcoholic doesn't stop at the liquor store to buy a pack of bubble gum. <laughs> right. Right. You, you stay away. So what does that look like with respect to pornography? Well, if it's social media device, uh, social media app, apps that have kind of led you to that or that stimulate your interest to where you go searching for other things, then get off of those apps. Delete them from your phone. You know, if, if that doesn't help and it's just the fact that you've got, you know, a, a smartphone, then get a flip phone. You know, do do whatever to whatever degree you have to to stay away. So right. that that's the S. The A is I, for me stands for attitude check. And what I mean by that is, are you holding yourself accountable, or are you being dismissive of the behavior? So if you know if you're an addict addicted to pornography and you find yourself on any given occasion looking at those things, what's your attitude about it? Mm -hmm. are, you, are you going to hold yourself accountable and say, this is not something I'm supposed to be doing. I need to get, get off of this right now. Or are you going to be dismissive of it? Right, maybe making excuses or, uh, right. only, only, or only sad because you got caught sort of thing. Right. right, right. Be accountable to God, you know, for, because, you know, you a person might get, you know, in their home alone, you know, they're all by themselves and they think this is, I'm in private, nobody knows. Well, God knows. Well, well God sees the things that are done in secret. Right, so. right. So be accountable. Hold yourself accountable. And, and sometimes it's good to have an accountability partner, somebody that you have to report to and say, yeah, I did great this week. No, I, I, I didn't. I, I struggled. Here. Right. Or somebody you can call at that moment. You know, an addict feels like, uh, an alcoholic feels like, or a recovering alcoholic feels like, man, I really need a drink. Well, where's your accountability partner, the person that you're going to call to get your mind off of that? Maybe to come get you and take you somewhere to do something healthy and productive. You could do the same thing here, but that's going to depend on your attitude. You right. know, if you're dismissive about it, then you're not going to hold yourself accountable. The F uh, stands for focus elsewhere or find an alternative cognitive structure, you know, a, an alternative uh, frame of mind. Focus on something else. Uh, get your Bible out. Start reading your Bible. Some of the passages we've talked about today that, that very clearly show the sinfulness and the danger of these things. Right. You know, go for a run. Uh, you know, go out and walk and exercise and burn off you know, some energy. I mean, there are so right. many things you can do to, to focus your mind elsewhere. Right. Uh, spend time with Christian right. you know, family and friends. Yeah. Right. Yeah, don't don't stay home alone, you know, especially at times when you think you might be vulnerable. Right. Don't watch things on TV that are going to stimulate your mind to think about those things. You right. Think, you know, change your focus. Focus elsewhere. <clears throat> and then the E... Uh, very simply is escape, escape that environment. And that I would take us back to Joseph. You know, here I am in a situation. <clears throat> I'm not going to do well if I stay here, so I'm going to run, escape. So safe, stay away, attitude check, focus elsewhere, and escape that environment. That's uh, that's really good, and that's, that's easy to, for somebody to remember. And uh, 
Sometimes it's, uh, hey, you're in a temptation. Let me remember something that I know about this that right. helps me to realize that it's wrong so that you can fight that temptation. Right. So really, really good. And, and certainly don't forget about hiding the word in your heart right. so you will not sin. <clears throat> Psalm 119.11. There are a couple of books. Uh, one, uh, Every Man's Battle, is is a book about dealing with sexual temptation. That's a you know highly recommended book by counselors. And there's another one uh, entitled Out of the Shadows. And it's an adaptation of the uh, Alcoholics Anonymous 12-step program, but to, you know, the addiction that we're talking about here. And I'm sure there, you know, there are others mm-hmm. uh, that uh, might be good resources as well. Right. Uh, there's also, um, talking about Job 31.1, one of the first verses we mentioned in uh I've made a covenant with my eyes. There's a program called Covenant Eyes yes. that uh, people have provided that can, basically it blocks, if I'm understanding correctly, it blocks access to the various problems. And I think it's highly effective. I don't know yeah. if it's 100%, but it's very highly effective. But it also sends reports to an accountability partner, I think. Right. Yeah. There, I mean, there are a number of things that parents uh, can do or husbands and wives can make a pact together mm-hmm. and do from a technology perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, there are uh, internet filtering services. There are devices that you can mm-hmm. buy to put on your home network right. uh, between your devices and the internet. And I think that's an important distinction to think about because you know you can block on one particular phone or right. one, one particular tablet, but then oh, I've got this other one over here that's not blocked right. that nobody knows about. Well, you can block it right from the router right. uh, in your in your home, so that it blocks everything in the home. And so kids are smart, you know. Can, you 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 put that on the Wi-Fi at home, right? Mm-hmm. But they know. Well, I could turn Wi-Fi off and use a cellular service and right. bypass that completely. Yeah. So what well, you have to? I mean, you have to have a complete package. You have to go to the phone company too and use the services that they provide yeah. to block. Uh, and filter on the the cellular side as well. That's that's scary <laughs> to think about how many ways around yeah. things there are. But we we need to protect ourselves and we need to protect our children as right. well when it pertains to this because this is a a problem. As we said, it's not going away, no. um, but it has caused so much destruction. So, Joey, I really appreciate you joining me for these episodes and especially to talk about this. I know it's not a fun subject but it's one that we need to talk about more often this is something i don't i've mentioned in passing in sermons but i've never preached a sermon solely on this Um, but it it really needs to be done and i'm glad that we're able to cover this in the the podcast format but uh we need to talk about this more because it's something that's so so predominantly uh impacting so many so Really appreciate you joining me for it. I appreciate you, Chase, and the work that you're doing, and the work that all of you guys are doing on the Scattered Abroad. You're, it's a just a great work, and I know a number of people personally that listen to the podcast regularly, and I enjoy them myself. So thank you for the work that y'all are doing. Absolutely, well, we definitely appreciate that. We appreciate all the support that we're getting uh, at the network, and, and all the guys that are uh, putting into it, and. Uh, Joey, I appreciate you for coming up. Uh, it's about an hour drive for you, so uh, I really appreciate you being willing to do that. We're going to go get some lunch. Right, so, that's uh, good. So, uh, Lord willing, we will see you, the listener, or 
I guess you will hear us. I guess that's the way to put that. <laughs> but uh, you'll hear us next week on the Everyday Christian Podcast, and we'll have something else for you. See you then. What's up, guys? It's Caleb and Michael over here from the Scattered Abroad Network, and we just wanted to say thanks so much for listening to this episode. Yeah, we're so thankful to the East Hill Church of Christ for overseeing this network, and we're grateful to God for this opportunity. And don't forget, you can check out our show notes below for all of our social media links, email address, website, and we have a monthly newsletter, so don't forget to sign up for that. Please remember to leave us a rating or a review on whatever platform it is that you use, and please continue to keep our network in your prayers. As always, thank you again so much for listening. Be ready tomorrow. We have brand new content coming out here on the SAN. Thanks so much, and God bless.